and welcome to Crafts and Crime. I'm Amy. I'm Elaine. And as always, we have a craft and a crime. So we were having a little bit of um, technical difficulties. (laughs) Thankfully, we figured out what it was. It's not production unless Mm. something with the equipment stops working. Seriously. And we can thank my dog because he, for some reason, came in here when we had all of our stuff set up. Which they never do. No, the dogs like never come in here. And Ralph, he's so old and limpy and gimpy, and he, he probably just couldn't hop out. So no, he, just he couldn't. He's he like, help! Yeah, he got all tangled up in all of our wires and took the whole entire soundboard thingy, whatever it is, the mixer, down, the mixer, yeah, and took it down, and it was like hanging, and he's all tangled up in his hips, and I was like. <laughs> Ralph, are you kidding me? So, yeah, now my headphones aren't working, but we figured it out. It's not the headphones. It's the wire. Yeah, it's the auxiliary port. Yeah, it's the the wire that connects our headphones. Mm -hmm. So we have it, like, plugged into, yeah, it's all (laughs) super techie, but no. It's like (laughs) when the charge port on your phone stops working, Mm -hmm. and you have to, like, put something underneath it to lift the cord up so it connects Uh the cable ties. That's what we're doing Doing this (laughs) reminded me so much of, like, walking with my... um, not my Walkman, my CD player to oh, uh, to the bus stop and mm-hmm. the headphones. You'd have to like pinch it and like twist it. And it's like, you got to hold it like a certain way. So, and the sound keeps going in and out. That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> yep. It was like, oh, I can hear myself. Nope. Now I can't. Yep. And it's because, well, see, I had amazing, like they weren't Junko Jean brand, but mm-hmm. um, that was part of my like junior high, high school goth style was those big giant, um, like rave pants mm-hmm. and I had a pair of denim ones that had blue piping and then I had a pair of the big black ones mm-hmm. that were trip brand from Hot Topic and they were hot pink and black mostly black with hot pink trim and the pockets were actually big enough that you could put the whole oh, discman see. in oh. your pocket the whole thing I had to walk with it like a sandwich <laughs> yep because <laughs> the anti-skip protection was garbage uh-huh. and it would drain your batteries in like 45 minutes yeah Y'all don't know the no. struggle if you are <laughs> no. under the age of mm, Us. 28. I say 26 <laughs> yeah. or 7. Yeah. Because yeah, my brothers, I think, had the same thing with their with their CD players. But then I, I found then all my they dads. they all getting like iPod shit, right? Like, or like yeah. shuffles yeah, they were. or the little Because I got ones. my first iPod in high school. Yeah. But um, so they were younger than that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I found in the garage my dad's old cassette tapes and oh. Walkman, and so then I would walk to the bus stop with my Walkman and listen to like Cheap Trick and it's fun. <laughs> and yeah. So, anyways, but yeah. So my headphones. But I need to order an, another wire, and you need to send me the link so yeah, I can I replace think it. Was it. Like eleven dollars. I know. I'm like, thankfully, it's the cheap thing and not like something mm-hmm. big yeah no it's only like but 11 dollars now than I, likely now i've been like pushing the wires under the desk when like we're not <laughs> recording <laughs> like i gotta do that but yeah the one time out of all the yeah. times that he comes out but um what else oh he just went to the feed store today wouldn't be our and they're hiring and i really <laughs> want to work there yeah <laughs> i know but yeah i think you'd have to like if you're not working behind the register, you'd have to lift all the. Yeah, heavy I didn't bags ask what position it was for. Yeah, so we, I well, I needed the chick starter because I have chickens hatching tomorrow. And I just need to go because I love that store. Yeah, <laughs> and you keep me company. Support your local businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is a feed store in your area if you just look. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be. 
tractor supply as much as I love them, but it's, you know. Yeah. We um, were buying, <clears throat> we used to buy our rabbit food from Walmart. Ooh, that's squeaky. Mm -hmm. um, and then I compared the price and it was way cheaper at the feed store. And then same mm -hmm. thing with the chicken food. It's a lot of times cheaper that you're, and even dog food. Yeah. Um, can be cheaper. They have the dog um, food, cat food, horse food, pig food, goat. The black, the black oil sunflower seeds, mm -hmm. uh, a five pound bag is $6. And yeah. on Amazon, a five pound bag is like eight to 10. Yeah. So, so seriously, times, these places do have better prices. Mm -hmm. You just have to check. <clears throat> yeah. So that's why we were like, oh, let's just go. And I think we needed, what was it? I needed quail food, right? What did we go for the first time with Sandro? Um, oh, because I was gonna, I was getting ready to, um, the it? chickens were coming to my oh, house. Oh, that's right. Oh no, they were about so, to hatch. Cassandra just missed it. Um, they yeah, were about and I to needed, hatch. I needed to get the chick. That's right. I needed to get chick food and mm -hmm. that's right. That's right. That's and I, I got, today. I needed to get the oyster shells. Oh yeah. Um, so it's and, nice when it's a one-stop shop and you can just get everything mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So. Yeah, we've gone a couple times. That's down the street with a giant rooster in front. Yep. Like Shout out to <laughs> all pet feed and tack in San Bernardino. <laughs> so <laughs> we just located ourselves. No, it's we could have. It's not in, that close. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. It's a good like fifteen minute drive. They're so, still amazing. It's close yeah. by. I know that every um the, like locally people in the IE have come here forever, mm -hmm. and this is like the largest county in. Yeah. all of the state mm -hmm. there's like there is more people i think i've mentioned this before i think so <laughs> more <I'm> like, <laughs> more people in the county that we live in than all of the entire state of oregon mm -hmm. where i grew <laughs> up yeah. yep there's like 2.2 million people in this county mm -hmm. it's the largest in the whole country yeah there's like only i think it's like 1.8 million people in oregon that's all of crazy. oregon yeah and the thing is oregon is not tiny and that's uh -uh. what i forget it's like just there's so many people that live here in California. Yeah. That it's just really yeah, San Bernardino County is really, really big. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, that's like that Facebook group. I'm like, I don't think it's specific for like the city. I think it's for the whole county that um uh, SoCal? Yeah, no that no, not oh, the SoCal. Oh, that, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that one. I think it's mm -hmm. like I love San Bernardino. It's like the county. I think it's the county, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So but whatever. So Yeah. We have. I love um, mom and pop stores, and that whole yeah. little area is super cute. It's themed as a western. It's it is. so weird. And there's that little like vintage store, or whatever that is. It's like, like a little the, tiny thrift store. Yeah, we just don't ever like have time set aside for just that too. But yeah. we have to do that. More money. Yeah, because exactly. <laughs> I'm like afraid to go in. And it a doesn't even and... matter if it's a dollar when you have like forty things that cost between a yeah. dollar and three dollars. I, I know that was like when we went to Aldi yesterday. I was like. Eh. <laughs> this is gonna be more than it's i thought hard. yeah but it wasn't i was under my budget dude it was crazy like i did not do any math and i could only spend 75 dollars. was like that's what uh -huh. i had set i was like this is all i can spend it's like the end of the week so it's kind of like planning for stuff that i can use next week too mm -hmm. sorry i moved away from my mic and um wasn't your total like 6969 69 or something like that because <laughs> I almost laughed yes yeah it was but at the same time like I was just like I think this is fine yeah that was, <laughs> was me like, too I think I'll but be when you okay. go shopping a lot you end up you're good at it yeah you yeah. really figure it out by eye when you mm -hmm. especially because we tend to buy kind of the same things yeah just not like, exactly all at the same time but like 
it's pretty, you know, you buy the same things eventually and then you're kind of like, all right, this looks like it's going to be about $100. Yeah. And all of the stuff was on sale pretty much. Our That's whole true. Cart was we like did. Really that was the sale. reason why Man, we that went. chicken was so cheap. Like $99 oh, yeah. a pound. I was oh, like, I dang. know. When I looked at the receipt, it was like, I think. I know we have to do the math because I need to. Oh, yeah. It's not a huge yeah. deal whenever you can. Um, It was like, you could, because there was only a limit of two. A limit of so two, so. I bought hers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't, we don't really eat thigh meat that much. Mm-hmm. Um, It's like very specific to like what you're planning on. Maybe yeah. Like teriyaki yeah. chicken kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so it was, you know, it was really a super good deal. And when I looked at the receipt, I think you saved like eleven dollars yeah. on one and like five or six dollars on the other. Yeah. It was crazy. I, I was like, whoa, when I looked at my receipt and I was telling mm-hmm. Jack yeah. when my mom was cutting his hair. It's just so <laughs> stressful though because the price is not at the like thing. It gets mm-hmm. taken off at, at the, the register. Yeah. So we just have like the ad. Uh-huh. So you're so you like have to trying know. to do th- I think that was kind of one of the things too is my brain was going, This is gonna be a little bit more expensive, but like all the fruit was on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the things we grabbed were on sale. I know we need to those damn flyers. I the know junk mail flyers. I'm glad Jack said something though because usually <laughs> I get them in the mail and I just throw them away. Because yeah, I'm like, eh, I'll see it on Instacart or Walmart exactly. or whatever. But, but you but don't because no. you're not searching through the whole and Instacart the whole doesn't of the have the same prices as in store. Nope, they don't have they the sales, do, but not here. Yeah, no, some stores do, but <laughs> Aldi doesn't. But no. anyways. Um, enough with the chit chat talking about grocery shopping. <laughs> it wasn't chickens the entire time. Just I know, for like just the chicken food. Talking about the food. Yeah, I know. So I'm excited. I have my chicks hatching this weekend. I'm so excited to see them too. Yeah, my quail are all in the garage. They oh, all, all of them are done. Like how many? Yeah, didn't I think make it? so. I think there's like eight, eight or nine mm-hmm. eggs that didn't hatch. That's I'm like, still I'm just gonna. Lot yeah, I have, chicks. I have like seventeen or eighteen. They're so small, I can't count. And I just like woke up in the morning. And I was like, whoa, I have like way too many chicks. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot. And I think it's like 18, 17 or 18. I totally bet you that the feed store would buy some. I know. Like if you just want to. I should have like, mentioned it, but they were kind of busy. Yeah. Because it's like lunchtime. Yeah. That's probably why. So I'm thinking like just even if you're going to end up getting wholesale, you can get rid of them. You I know. You don't have to worry about it. You get like. If they can mark, would you say like, because by that time they're going to be full size probably. Yeah. But people could still like, what's wrong? Why? They, they're so tiny. They could mm-hmm. keep like five or six of them in one of those little stalls that they have in the yeah. back, I'm sure. Or like in its own mm-hmm. little pen. Yeah. I you don't know. Totally I, gotta, ask. I know. <gasps> I know. A steady stream New of. venture. Oh my yeah. God. Of eggs. <laughs> then I won't Sorry, have I'm any excited for, for you. <laughs> we just going to see quail hatch all the time. I know. I'm going to let them know about my AM Simani mm-hmm. if they want some. Because I know one of the chicks. See, here we go. Sorry, chickens. One of the chicks I have <laughs> is a rooster. Is a rooster yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so if I can just breed him, like if the other five tend to be girls, mm-hmm. which I think Krusty Chrissy is mm-hmm. Krusty Christopher. <laughs> just a runt. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But anyway, I'm like, I could have those. Yeah. Like they could they could sell a rare chicken. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, let's hear. I'm excited. Let's hear oh, craft. Yeah, I am like we said we, 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 we got excited. <laughs> I know we always get excited about chickens, but <laughs> they are now the birds are so cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now we can get excited about the craft. Yay! So this idea came to me yesterday um, because my mom came over and got two of my kids. It was funny because I told her to come over because I had the chicks. 
the quail yeah. and I she's never seen them when they were like fresh hatched and so I told her I was like oh you should come over today so you could see the chicks they're all pretty much done hatching I think mm-hmm. and so she was like well you know if I come I gotta take a kid and I'm like well which kid do you want to take this time <laughs> you know you got four to choose from and she's so, so sweet she wanted to take mine too yeah she was like I could take Lenore too because of took- course Lenore fucking fell asleep <laughs> I know poor baby Any she's reason. like my tired baby mm-hmm. she has a bad sleep schedule but like that kid can sleep yeah like can. it like instantly she you look over and she's to, out she's asleep she's yeah. like lily grown up yeah <laughs> just uh, naps yeah, that all was yesterday day. lily the was nap on queen <laughs> yeah lily was on the couch yesterday and i looked over and she was out and i was like oh so funny just like lenore mm-hmm. so um yeah my mom took avery and lillian and she's just taking him for a few days to yeah. the house to swim and stuff. And she was like, hey, you want me to take Lenore too? Because it's just my mom. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know. I'll ask. But I think we decided they're going to do a beach trip instead um, with the big kids. So Troy, Lenore, Avery will go yeah. to the beach and that'll be fun. We should do that after we come back from our vacation because... Mm-hmm the beach in Oregon is cold you'd be like now here's this one yeah because <laughs> it'll be cooler it's definitely going to be a different experience for Lenore and I would yeah. love her to get to be like this is the kind I grew up in yeah and this is the kind you yeah. are growing up in I know That'd be really fun. and then it won't be like a thousand degrees yeah my mom was thinking of maybe September. like the first week of August too mm-hmm. and just for like because it would just be a few days but anyways sorry we okay. keep yeah we sorry keep going on tangents that's just what we do <laughs> so anyways my mom came over yesterday and um, she trimmed up Jack's hair, gave him a haircut because mm. his hair was getting kind of crazy. <laughs> and um, so I'm sitting there talking to her. And then I was like, oh, I know my craft. Scissors. <laughs> Scissors. <laughs> Scissors. So um, I'm still doing like the tools of crafts, yeah. you know. So, um, okay. So scissors, as we all know, they're just, I mean, I think we everyone has a pair of scissors in their house. Um, so scissors are a pair of metal blades pivoted so that the sharpened edges slide against each other when the handles or bows, as they're called, um, opposite to the pivot are closed. And just like when I was talking about needles, there's different kinds of Mm -hmm. needles for whatever. The same thing with scissors. There's, I mean, think if you close your eyes and think like picture all the different (laughs) types of scissors, there's a ton. And, um... So there are scissors for like thin materials, like cutting, you know, paper, cardboard, metal, foil, cloth, rope, whatever. And then there are shears such as hair cutting shears and kitchen shears. So hair cutting shears have like specific angles in order to cut the very fine, you know, thin hair. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, kitchen uh, shears or kitchen scissors are for like cutting through meat. And and bones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's egg scissors for <laughs> cutting open eggs. I, you could get like full, the big ones, you know, or, um, for quail. I have the little tiny quail egg scissors. That is so crazy to just like a pair of scissors that are going to chop open a chicken egg yep. and it doesn't crush the shell to no. bits. Yeah. Is that it how slices they, it. Is that what, for like the super soft boiled eggs? Yeah. Like you or you put it in a little thing. In the and, cup? Mm-hmm. That's what they freaking do. Yeah. They, they cut it. And so you can do the same thing with quail eggs. Cool. Yeah. So, um, okay. So scissors can be dated all the way back to three to 4,000 years ago. And the earliest known scissors were found in Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. (laughs) (laughs) And these scissors were known as spring scissors. And they were two bronze blades connected at the handles by a thin, flexible strip of curved bronze and this held the blades in alignment and allowed them to be like squeezed together and then they'd pull apart so they'd mm-hmm. spring apart. Oh, okay. 
And these spring scissors were used in Europe all the way until the 16th century. And then the pivoted scissors uh, uh, made of bronze or iron were blades. Um, the blades were pivoted at a point between the tips and the handles. So oh, like cool. think about your scissors now, it's that point in uh-huh. the center. Um, and these were the direct ancestor of modern scissors, like I yeah. said. You, uh, and they were invented by the Romans around 100 AD. Of course it was. Yeah. It's so the Romans or the Egyptians, because yeah. they're geniuses. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, they were uh, obviously common use in ancient Rome, but also in China, Japan, and Korea. And this idea is still used in all, almost, almost all modern scissors. And a- ancient Egyptian scissors dating to 1500 BC have been found by archaeologists. And they resembled like wheat scythes that were joined together similar to like the old version of scissors. Okay. So during the Middle Ages and Renaissance, spring scissors were made by heating a bar of iron or steel and then flattening and shaping its ends into blades on an anvil. And then the center of the bar was heated, bent to form the spring, and then cooled and reheated to make it like flexible. Okay. And um, so just kind of picture like in your hands if you do like the alligator, you know, (laughs) thing. It's just like, it's a little springy thing. Gotcha. Um. William Whitley and Sons was producing scissors by 1760, and then the first trademark was granted in 1791. And the company is still manufacturing scissors today, and it is actually the oldest company in the West to do so. And pivoted scissors were not manufactured in large numbers until 1761, when Robert Hinchliffe of this company produced the first pair of modern day scissors made of hardened and polished cast steel. And his major challenge was to form the bows. Um, So first he made them solid. Then he drilled a hole and then he filed away at the metal to make this large enough to accommodate like fingers. So in the bow. So he like punched it and then had to. So it was very laborious, you know, like I can't imagine like just to grind away Taking and a hand file yeah like, just like, yeah to make a little hole for your fingers yeah. for the scissors so Ooh, I bet, I bet it was kind of sharp yeah and so he then improved on them and like on that yeah. process in order to increase production uh-huh. and during the 19th century scissors were hand forged with decorative handles and mm. they were made by hammering steel on indented surfaces known as bosses and that that helped form the blades and the rings and the handles known as bows were made by punching a hole in the steel and then enlarging it with the pointed end of an anvil so like uh-huh. yeah using that to make the holes cool um in 1649 in swedish ruled finland an ironworks was founded in the village of Fiskers. <laughs> and in 1830, a new owner started the first cutlery works in Finland and made other items and scissors with the trademark Fiskers. That's awesome. I have some Fiskers. I think I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I think most crafters probably have owned a pair at least once. Yeah. They're, they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So scissor making in Japan evolved from sword making in the 14th century. Uh Seki and I hate when I can't say the names. Jifu Prefecture was a renowned center of sword making beginning in the 1200s. And after citizens like were not allowed to carry swords, 
Uh, the city's blacksmiths then turned to making scissors and knives instead of <laughs> swords. <laughs> nice. So there are many specialized types of Japanese scissors, but sewing scissors were introduced by American uh, Commodore, I don't know, Matthew Perry from the United States in 1854. Mm-hmm. The Isn't s- Matthew Perry the name of the guy from Friends? I think so, yeah. Sorry. It is. <laughs> it is. I was like, oh, I know him. <laughs> no. Um. The Sasuke Workshop in Sakai City, south of Osaka, is run by Yash... I heard his name a bunch of times. Yasuhiro Hirakawa. Okay. So he's a fifth generation scissorsmith. Awesome. And the company has been in operation since 1867. And he is the last traditional scissor maker in Japan, making scissors in the traditional style. And the blades are believed to be thinner, lighter, and sharper than European scissors. I and bet they are. In 2018, he was in a documentary that featured a pair of his bonsai snips oh. that retailed for $35,000. Holy snap. Yeah. People would actually wait a year to get scissors made by him. And he actually comes from a long line of blacksmiths spanning <laughs> 22 generations. I love it. And his great, great grandfather was the one that brought scissor making into the family business in 1867. And I watched a documentary um, on Insider Business on YouTube. And he shows the pair of scissors that he's most proud of. And it's a beautiful pair of scissors. Mm. And it, oh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> it's so pretty. It's like decorated with gold. And it uh-huh. took him three years to make. And costs $26,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. So crazy expensive scissors. He's like paying his yearly wage with a pair of scissors. scissors. Even though he's probably making multiples at a time. But that's so badass. I know. Does it it say why it took so long? Why Um, it takes so long Because of the precision, I guess. It's just it Mm -hmm. takes time. Because he's doing it the old way. So he puts it actually in like a wood-burning fireplace. He doesn't use like a gas oven those or whatever torches those yeah crazy. so, so it takes he does quite it a while to the get old school hot. way and he layers pieces and he hammers it out by hand mm-hmm. and dang i gotta watch that documentary it's really good did you watch the whole thing yeah i watched <gasps> it twice cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good cool and then another one which we could watch like mm-hmm. we could watch both of them because they're pretty short they're like i think one's 10 minutes and one's oh, okay. like 15 minutes or something uh-huh. um so i watched another one and um it's business insider it's really good Mm -hmm. follow it on youtube it's really cool i think business insider was where my Tyrion purple one Mm -hmm. of the videos came from because i watched it when i was watching most expensive and stuff Mm -hmm. and yeah why it's so expensive um and so this other one there's like a there's japanese hair shears that can cost over two thousand dollars and these scissors like They'll last a long time, and they're way sharper than just your standard hair shears. Mm -hmm. And hairdressers, like, insist that the quality is worth the price um, because they're really sharp. Uh They are ergonomically friendly, so the hands don't get tired as fast. I'm waiting for the price tag. (laughs) And they last a long time and don't require regular maintenance. And the one lady said she has a pair that's, like, $2,200 and then Mm -hmm. one that's, like, $4,000. Like, they can range, but you really, it's in that range. Are they lifelong Yeah, yeah. They last a long time. And Mm -hmm. so they don't need to be, like, oiled regularly. The um, because usually what happens is that little point that hinge um, will get loose and then the shears that will like the grind. Worst part. Yeah, or they end grind. up like a bird beak uh-huh. and they're like open in the middle and yep. it doesn't snip 
because yeah. it's not connecting. So what? However, these are made. Yeah. It's like they don't require a lot of maintenance. They Do they have a lifetime warranty? Long. I think so. Let's I don't Google know, but but yeah, there's like people <laughs> that'll come in and they've been using the same scissors for like 50 years or whatever. What? That, yeah, and um. So they yeah, so they must just never loosen, so they don't mm-hmm. wear down on themselves. No, because if they do, then you have to grind it. If you get like mm-hmm. the bad bits, you know, in the in the blade part, so mm-hmm. um, crazy. Yeah. So um. Like I was saying earlier, there's like scissors for everything. And then I saw on Wikipedia this whole list and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't name them all, but I'll name some. <laughs> so think about your gardening stuff. So you got your grass shears, pruning shears, then in the kitchen, you got your poultry shears. Then, you know, you have your hair thinning shears, uh, nail scissors, <laughs> mustache scissors. Uh, you've got snips for cutting through sheets of metal. Yeah. You've got tons of like surgical scissors banded scissors oh my god right off the top of my head the cuticle scissors are a little scoop uh-huh. Uh-huh. that folds over almost to a crisscross so that you don't have to cut any other part of your skin yeah. it's like magic it's crazy i know it really it's like see this is what we talk about all the time we've used scissors our whole life yeah how many of us have like looked it up yeah where did they come I from love it. I yeah. love this. <laughs> um and, then, and that's why we do this because well, it's so fun and we just want to share it with each other and yeah. you and then <laughs> i was like as i'm looking through the list i was like oh my gosh the giant ceremonial scissors <laughs> The, yes. you know the giant ones um <laughs> that are totally functional yeah, they, they work they'll cut through that ribbon yes. <laughs> then you have um let's see like dressmaker shears embroidery scissors pinking shears and like just uh hmm. so many more like mm-hmm. so many more um and there's even specific scissors created for left-handed people and Yay. these scissors have reverse finger grips and reverse blade connection and they are basically a mirror image of right-handed scissors and it freaking matters it does because, because my daughter is left-handed and my husband and my son are left-handed and my mother-in-law and a couple of my cousins yeah <laughs> so we have a lot of lefties apparently and... my aunt had the left-handedness beaten out of her in school mm. though and my mother-in-law did say they really tried very hard to keep them from using the left hand yeah. but yeah it matters if if she uses right-handed scissors it, she's it like, like why cut. isn't it cut? it's so it weird yeah just like if it you is. were to try to take yeah if you're trying to take it in your left hand or even take a left lefty scissors and try to use it in the right hand it's, it's not going to work yeah so it's the way that the angle is so it's it's like <laughs> reversed it's like yeah. flipped because of the way that you're putting the mm-hmm. pressure you know so anyways okay <laughs> so now i just have a bunch of fun facts because i was like i don't know how to fill in this i have one in case you don't cover it so okay I, um, that'll okay. be cool so i have a lot of fun i facts. know one thing about scissors is <laughs> <laughs> you cannot use them if there's lefty scissors <laughs> and don't you dare use mom's fabric scissors <gasps> no. for anything outside of fabric no. yeah number one breaking sin of crafting i know when okay. the kids will try to use oh. my embroidery scissors mm-hmm. to like cut um a zip tie or something i'm like no yeah. get it off alignment Mm-mm. okay so here are some fun facts most modern uh most manufacturing of modern day scissors is from china <laughs> yeah they do about over like 60 percent, i think cool um and then can you name a name uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> can you name a movie right off the top of your head Edward Scissorhands. Yep. <laughs> so it's one he's of my favorites the, i cry every time i yeah, watch it multiple pairs of scissors <laughs> So, um, okay, so then in parts of North Africa, 
it was held that scissors could be used to curse a bridegroom. When the bridegroom was on horseback, the person enacting the curse would stand behind him with the scissors open and call his name. If the bridegroom answered to his name being called, the scissors would then be snapped shut and the bridegroom would be unable to consummate his marriage with his bride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Isn't that the worst? (laughs) Like, but he has to be on horseback away from you. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Tricky. In Pakistan, some believe that scissors should never be idly open and closed without purpose. This (gasps) is believed to cause bad luck. I will always like scissors. I know, me too. Like like, tongs. Yeah, you just got to test them out. a purpose i just yeah, need to test them right gotta make sure that the little screw didn't loosen up in the middle <laughs> yeah. um as iron was believed to be oh, sorry as iron was believed to ward off fairies british parents <laughs> traditionally <laughs> hung a pair of iron scissors over cradles to keep fairies away something the scissors were kept op- uh, sometimes the scissors were kept open to make the shape of a cross for extra protection so <laughs> and then what if they fell i know <laughs> Stab a baby. What a horrible idea. <laughs> I know. Uh, or the baby gets it. You know. Tries to put it in their mouth. Yeah. Cut all their hair off in the middle of the night. <laughs> God. So in the United States, in New Orleans, some believe that putting an open pair of scissors underneath your pillow at night was a sound method for sleeping well, even if one is cursed. Yeah. And, then, and the way I sleep, I would slide my hand under totally the pillow and myself. be stabbed. Yep. <laughs> And then curse with <laughs> blood all over the bed. Yeah, then I would be cursing. <laughs> laundry, exactly. <laughs> curse with laundry. In some Eastern European countries, it is believed that leaving scissors open causes fights and disagreements within a household. Oh. In China, it is believed that... Damn, you got a lot I of do. facts about scissors. In China, That's why I'm like, I don't know where to put these in. They're just fun facts. Yeah. So in China, it is believed that to give scissors to a friend or loved one is to be cutting ties with them in china so oh yeah that's weird like don't give don't give each other a pair of scissors yeah not, not a gift you don't know. include scissors in that sewing box <laughs> and then last there's just some animals named after scissors <laughs> and they include the scissor-tailed flycatcher of north and central america Aww. the scissor-tailed hummingbird Cute. the scissor-tailed kite a bird that is widespread throughout africa and the scissor-tailed nightjar of south america and then there is a fish called the scissor tail raspora, several species of fish that are commonly used for freshwater aquariums. Oh, that's so interesting. So there's a lot that are named after scissors. I like that. So, yeah, and that's all my fun facts. That's it that I have about scissors. I mean, I could have gone on a lot about into detail of the lefty scissors mm-hmm. and and stuff, but I was like, meh, I don't want to bore you guys. It's a lot of information. That was so cool, though. My yeah. one fun fact. Okay. I ran out of breath. That was weird. <laughs> is, um... Teeny tiny little embroidery scissors. Uh-huh. You know how they have the stork, uh-huh. the little oh, yeah. stork decoration. They're carried by midwives, right? Yeah. Well, it was originally because the umbilicus clamp mm-hmm. was big and they formed the handles because Victorians like to be fancy with mm-hmm. everything. And so, because I love Victorian pieces. So the clamps were quite large, like seven uh-huh. inches long. And so. The bird was the entire handle, and so it really looked like a big stork. So uh-huh. they continued it down to the little tiny yeah, scissors, I and I it. love them. They're I so cute. It. Doesn't your sister have a pair that are like the stork ones? Yeah, I think I do too. You do? Okay. I think well, like, I, I know I've I seen do. it. Maybe it was Crystal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't do. Really... Crystal does. She has the. Um, 
I think she she has like six pairs of embroidered mm-hmm. scissors. Um, I have I think one I stole from Avery. She. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple pairs. I have a couple pairs. Yeah. I'm like trying to keep. I have little them. the ones that I've been using for my um, cross stitch is just the singer sewing machine mm-hmm. like the singer mm-hmm. ones and they're pink and mm-hmm. I, they have like the big ones that i keep in the kitchen for like cutting open boxes and then the little ones are nothing fancy but it's just yeah i, I want to get a nice pair of embroidery scissors but i don't know i leave my scissors laying out too much like earlier i like, lose you should put them, those. them a lot well yeah. because i'll be working and i'll leave it on the side table and then lincoln lily will get them and cut hold them up blankets <laughs> yeah but then what was it um Embroidery oh, scissors are open. So, I was looking yeah. through and I was like, there's nothing about, le- I don't leave them open. <laughs> That's dangerous in general. <laughs> I just, I just open and close them with no purpose. Yeah. And then no. So if I leave them. You're just cutting ghost hair. <laughs> if I leave it open, that would cause fights and disagreements. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. In Eastern European countries. So like Germany. <laughs> <laughs> My husband's German. <laughs> So I'll leave him open and see if he gets it. You're going to cause a fight. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to. I'm just experimenting. <laughs> okay, well, okay. we'll find out. I know. Okay, We'll come back with an update. I know. Time to bring it on down. Okay. So <clears throat> this was really interesting because I found my case, like, just, going down a, a rabbit hole of um like looking at um Amish and Mennonite in general oh, okay. like when I grew up in Oregon there was a I'm pretty sure it's a Mennonite community in the like Woodburn area mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I remember I just love their dresses because mm-hmm. they make them and they're beautiful and I, I've always loved dresses and um so I went down a rabbit hole and then you know the the thing popped up and then there was like all these news articles mm-hmm. and I was reading and I was like oh okay so, I got pretty much most of this from watching um, a video on the channel Explore With Us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then my sources will also have, like, the news articles that I saw first. And so, I really recommend people go watch this okay. video. Because it's, like, 49 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So, I'm shortening it. <laughs> yeah. So, this is the... <clears throat> I'm so sorry. The case of Sasha Krauss. Okay. February 22nd, 2020. A woman. Oh. Yeah, really, so like really recent. I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa. And I haven't heard of it at all. Oh, Does this okay. sound familiar no. to you? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't think so. Maybe as you're reading, I might have come across Yeah, I, I'm story. so super surprised because we're so close to this area. Uh-huh. Um, Cynthia Schultz was camping and in her campsite area, she was walking around and gathering firewood. And um, it was really early in the morning at the Sunset Crater National Park. Um, outside of Flagstaff, Arizona, by like just about 20 miles or 32 kilometers. And she saw a woman lying face down, kind of like on her mm-hmm. stomach. And she was calling out to her, you know, like, hey, are you okay? Because it's a campground. Yeah, Maybe yeah. she got drunk and lost yeah. or something. <laughs> so she's like, hey, are you okay? She's calling out to her, calling out to her. No, there's no answer. And as she walks up closer, it's very obvious that this woman is not alive. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so she immediately calls the police. She has, you know, cell phone reception. Mm-hmm. So she immediately calls the police and they show up and they are now covering the whole area. Okay. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they, it's very obvious to them immediately that it was a homicide. She had a, um, a gunshot wound to the back of the head and her hands were tied up with duct tape. Oh. Um, she was wearing 
what they considered a modest traditional type of gray dress it was very long and she had her hair pinned back in a bun and mm-hmm. she also had a white jacket with her um and so they were pretty sure by her style of dress that she was from the Mennonite community mm-hmm. She also didn't have any underwear on. Um, and there were drag marks that were obvious that, that her body had been pulled uh-huh. to that area. But it looked like a carry than a pull. Oh, okay. But there's no bullet casings anywhere nearby. Mm. Um, there was no good evidence besides she did have her cell phone on her body. Mm-hmm. Um, so her... Her fingerprints were immediately identified as the body of missing 27-year-old Sasha Kraus. And she had gone missing from her Mennonite um, compound in Farmington, New Mexico, which is about 300 miles or 483 kilometers. She went missing January 18th. So her body was missing for about a month. Her body had been there for probably about a month. So that's why it was obvious that she had passed away. Um, she was a Sunday school teacher for preschoolers, mm-hmm. and she lived and worked on the lamp and light compound. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like a dormitory style area, so she had like roommates and stuff. It was just her, not her oh, family. Okay, her family was back home in Texas. Okay. Um, the night that she went missing, she had let her roommates know that she had gone back to the school to pick up some supplies that she needed for the next days. She's probably prepping the uh-huh. preschool class for the very next day. And um, she ended up never coming home. Mm. Um, and so that evening when she should have come back the same evening, her roommates called the police. And so that's how it mm-hmm. became a missing persons. There was no evidence at the school that there was any kind of a struggle, but her car was still there. And, mm. um, and the keys were with the car. Oh, like in the car? Like, or? I think so, yeah. It didn't huh. seem like they were, like, dropped or anything. Uh-huh. I'm guessing they, like were they were probably, like, they were there or they were probably in the ignition. It did mm. not say. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, there's no cameras. Um, so because her body had her phone, that was the only clue she had. The Mennonite community, um, the, that's a differing part, um, I'm, I'm guessing, from the Amish, is that they do drive vehicles, but they're not flashy. They're not even brightly mm-hmm. colored. And their phones, they have them, but they're super duper basic. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them don't have the internet on the phone. Their houses don't have the internet, but they are allowed to use it for okay. reasons they need it for. They do believe mm-hmm. in technology, that there's a time and a place for it. Um, I'm not sure about television, honestly. I didn't, I didn't continue that far. Mm. So they checked her phone and they didn't see anything out of the ordinary, no out of the ordinary phone calls, no text messages, nothing. Mm-hmm. And so after that, okay, they're going to check the, um, they're, they're checking the cell phone towers in the area that her phone has connected to. Mm-hmm. And it's pinging. That's such an interesting word. Cause it's going to be used a bit. Mm-hmm. It's pinging off of cell phone towers all the way towards Arizona. Oh, okay. And so, unfortunately, this was all that they had. Mm-hmm. So, just these cell phone towers, and um, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, at the same time, what they decided they were going to do, the investigators, what they were going to do is they were checking those same exact cell phone towers. Mm-hmm. Whose phone is pinging at the exact same, same time? time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, there's only one other phone 
that is hitting those cell phone towers at the same exact time, even when there are reception breaks. Mm -hmm. The man was named Mark Gooch. Okay. So Mark worked at Luke Air Force Base. He's 22 years old. Um, and uh, Luke Air Force Base is in Arizona, and he's an airman, which is just like the all-encompassing term of when you've enlisted, and he's a mechanic, and mm-hmm. he's working his way up. But there's nothing wrong with being an airman. It's just the it's just your title as your uh-huh. job in okay. the Air Force. That's all. Um, looking at this man and Sasha, they had nothing in common. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mennonites are pacifists. They do not believe in in the military yeah. and going to war and uh-huh. stuff. So that's something that they don't believe in or support really. So um, besides the phone, they still don't have any other suspects. So they figure um, they're going to talk to him and interview him because, um, you know, that's the only thing that they have. Uh-huh. So most of this is going to come off of the interview I got to see. Oh, okay. So, but like I said, I have shortened it, but it's totally worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Um. The detective on the case, the head detective, her name is Lauren Nagel. And um, if you read articles, it's going to say Detective Lauren Jones because she had gotten married during the trial. But I'm just going to go as Nagel because that's when this was taking Uh place. So Detective Nagel is the head of this case and she drives to Luke Air Force Base to interview him so that he's, you know, comfortable on his Mm -hmm. own. He's not being arrested and not detained. They're just talking to him in... um, what is actually the interrogation room for the, um, you know, the military police uh-huh. there on okay. base. So he's from Wisconsin and his family were dairy farmers. He has six siblings, three brothers and three sisters. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the baby of the whole family. He's not mm-hmm. really close to most of his siblings. The family had left the church later mm-hmm. and he also wasn't born into the church. Oh, okay. So, um, they, you know, families trying out some faith and they mm-hmm. tried that and found that it wasn't in for them in the end. And then all the kids went their separate ways as kids do. Uh-huh. Um, he went into the military and his family didn't really like that either mm-hmm. because they still were of that pacifist. But they he wanted his freedom. You know, mm-hmm. so that's a choice he made. Yeah. Um. So he said none of he wasn't close to any of his family, really, except the closest person would be his um, brother, Sam, and who's older than him. Mm -hmm. He's always been a mechanic or he did a little bit of construction when he was younger, living back home in Wisconsin. But he's still a mechanic. Mm -hmm. Um, When he was asked about his life, when they hit the topic of his faith, um, he he kind of. It's not he doesn't seem comfortable and he's like dancing around the topic and he was like, well, we used to attend church a lot, but um, because of COVID, it got shut down. And so um, I don't have a church out here, Mm, but mm -hmm. but I did used to go to church, but I don't have a church out here anymore. Um, When um, Detective Nagel was talking to him more about that. This is when he brought up more about being Mennonite and that um, he explained it to her a little bit. And she was like, oh, that's really interesting. And he said that, you know, it was it was okay, but that it was really sheltered and Mm -hmm. it was not what he wanted. He didn't like it. He was like an outgoing, a more outgoing Uh kid. And then again, not being born into it, like he probably left a lot of stuff. That was probably kind of a bummer for him. 
So when he left at 18, then he joined the military. Mm-hmm. And this is their conversation they're having. And she's noticing that he's really like fussing and fidgeting around while they're talking about mm-hmm. his upbringing and the church and stuff. Yeah, it's not a topic he wants to cover. No, he's yeah. not comfortable by it. Um, So he said that he was talking about traveling to New Mexico because he was looking for a new church. Um, But... Uh, when he was originally asked if he had done any traveling he had said no not really Mm. not really like it's not a huge drive but it still was a bit of a drive from the distance that he had to go to Mm -hmm. um so uh he's mentioning you know he was traveling to these churches and then he had traveled to Flagstaff to go to um, a ski resort called the Arizona Snowball. Mm-hmm. And, but that it was closed because it was COVID. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, the thing was, is what he doesn't know is that all the, the, you know, they're listening to this interview and they're, you know, double pane glass and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not like that, but they're watching the recording. So they're listening and, um, the investigators looked it up and actually the Arizona snowball was still open up until March because you have to remember we know COVID had just happened January yeah. Yeah, nothing yeah. happened yet yeah my daughter was still in public school yeah nothing happened, nothing happened until like March. it closed the week before they were supposed to go into spring break mm-hmm. so yeah anyway so Detective Nagel she is kind of gently but she's kind of confronting him on these little inconsistencies no I didn't really travel like mm-hmm. I used to go to church and now I don't anymore. I went to go to this snow. Like nothing's lining up. His and this is only a month after this trip. You're going to remember probably not. It's not like you just forgot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it was only a month before. So, um he's apologizing and he's saying like he's just tired. Like he's, you know, this isn't really fun being interviewed isn't fun. No. So she actually she just moves on to asking him about his road trip when did it start and he said well fairly early and so she's like okay well what time is fairly early to you he's in the military for fairly early to me would be like he left at five yeah so my dad woke up at five my whole life because Mm -hmm. of the military like he was always awake he couldn't leave that schedule so he says that it was actually at about seven and he got to the church he wanted to see at about two o'clock. And he went inside to find, um, you know, like a service announcement or a bulletin uh-huh. board to see when services were going to be. And he checked and he found one and it was like, oh, there was only church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. What he doesn't know is that Detective Nagel has actually already been there to that oh, church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has already searched this stuff and found out that there is no such notice like that mm-hmm. at anywhere that she checked around the entire building. So she knows this is a lie as uh-huh. well. Um, he wanted to uh, get back really early the very next day um, to go hiking with his friend um, who he just mentions because last names in the military mm-hmm. as Kepfley. Um, they had been, he said they'd been on the phone that day and that they were making plans, but phone records actually show that, uh, nope, the only thing between the two of them, um, show Kepfley asking if they wanted to go to the swap meet, which, okay. um, is like a flea market. So there's no phone call with Kepfley, just one text message mm-hmm. that Mark didn't even answer. Mm-hmm. The one phone call was to his brother, Sam. 
Okay. It was the same day that Sasha had gone missing. Gone missing. Okay. And there were six phone calls with his brother Sam that time, totaling almost two and a half hours, which was more than the two of them had talked like, in the last six months. Yeah, I was going to say he Combined, said he wasn't really like, close with any of them. No, ex- he, but yeah, exactly. He's like, no, I wouldn't. I wasn't really close with that many. And then when she had pressed him, he was like, oh, well, I, I guess my brother Sam. Yeah. So like if someone asked me, I would be like, well, yeah, I, my sister, duh, I'm super close with her. So mm-hmm. you, you'd bring it up. You wouldn't just be like, oh, well, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he is telling her that he didn't really stop anywhere, but like he did fill up to get gas at one point, you know, which is normal. It's a, a few hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, I think it was like a six hour drive from the distance he went. Oh yeah. Um, and so, um, he got he said he got home really late so again she's like well what time for you is really late Mm -hmm. and so he's like okay well i got back for and then he pauses now the crazy part is when you're watching the interview he pauses for eight full seconds Mm -hmm. which doesn't seem like a lot but if you and i are sitting here (laughs) that is a long time that was eight seconds. That's a long time. I couldn't even stay quiet that long. <laughs> no. You were laughing. I know, right? That was eight like seconds of like, dead air. Yeah. And then he's like, about eight or nine. The thing is, it was only a month ago. Yeah. A trip. Like, a you're going to remember. You probably remember. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what they talk about. You're going to remember a trip, especially if it was like an out of the ordinary trip, because you don't really travel. Yeah. So you're going to remember, you're going to be like, oh, well, it didn't work out like I thought. There was no skiing. The church sucked. I came home. Like, you're going to remember because it was probably kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. So he says that he didn't stop, right? But his phone had pinged at the Sunset Crater National Park mm. for several hours. Oh, yeah. So in reality, he got back to the base. It shows him clocking in at the gate at 6.53 a.m. the, next, the day. next day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So where the fuck was he for like, it was like a, a, a weird 11-hour gap, 10 yeah, or 11 yeah. hours. Uh-huh. So he doesn't really have an answer for that. And when she's like, okay, well, you just lied. So what is it really? Yeah, what's the real story? Mm-hmm. And so then he kind of backpedals and he was like, well, I was... Have, I was really tired and I didn't, you know, didn't want to be dangerous. So I kept pulling over to try to sleep, but I couldn't sleep. So then he'd drive and stop and drive and stop and sleep and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why well, why didn't he just say that? She asked him, did you stop anywhere? Yeah. Yeah, I stopped multiple times because I was tired. Because I was tired and scared I was going to wreck. Like he's just making I'm, this up he as is. he's going. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's just sitting there and he's really like just... It's just weird, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really strange. But besides that, like, he does have mannerisms, but he's answering. It's like, you know, no, ma'am, yeah. He's super mm-hmm. polite and everything. It's fine. He's just lying. Yeah. So, um, then he was asked if he... She's like, so, did you happen to go, you know, back to Flagstaff, Arizona? Like, that area at all? Mm-hmm. And, um... The thing he says next is really strange. He, this is a quote, not to my knowledge. (laughs) When do you travel and you don't know? Not to my knowledge. So someone knocked you out and maybe took you somewhere? Yeah. Like, who says that? Why would you say that like Mm -hmm. that? And so she's like, well, uh, 
we know you. I'm so sorry. It has been a, a few months. I realize like her body was found. They've started yeah, yeah, lining yeah. stuff up. So not and a then month. they've it gotten like, to him. No, yeah. yeah, it's been a couple months. It's been like two and a half months, but still yeah, you're yeah. going to, you're going to remember like you taking a road trip. That uh-huh. was kind of important because you were recently, on a mission and yeah. Recently, yeah. Cause I'm like looking at my notes. I was like, Oh, farts. <laughs> so, um, she says, okay, well we know that she went back to the Flagstaff area for two days from the phone towers and you checking out of the gate. Like there's mm-hmm. a security camera you can see. So <laughs> then she just decides like, let's change the subject. Mm. Let's go back to asking you about that religion you like talking about so much, uh-huh. you know. And so he's kind of like uh, avoiding the topic. Like he's just not really answering very much because she's asking him. So, you know, you don't really seem super comfortable. Like, do you did something happen to you like in the church? Does something mm-hmm. happen in the family? You know, like maybe well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Because she knows. Because she's already talked to everybody Mm -hmm. back home. Okay. And he's like, no, nothing happened. Like, we just weren't really, it wasn't what I wanted. We weren't really happy anymore. And I left the church because my family left the church. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, oh, okay, you know. And at this time, um, to correlate with his feelings about the Mennonite church as they've been going um, through, uh, Later, and there's going to be some some fun text evidence between him and his other brothers, too. Mm-hmm. All of them talking about being happy because one of their brothers is a police officer. And he was bragging about just pulling over some Mennonites and giving them, like, every ticket he possibly mm-hmm. could. And coughing on them and hoping he gave them COVID. So oh, I'm guessing gosh. he was sick. Yeah. And they were all, like, you know, hooting and hollering in text messages. And, like, I oh. hope you treated them like shit. Like, they're oh, exact really? words. Yeah. So, obviously, she already's like, got a feeling. And um, so, at the very same time... In Wisconsin, Sam is being interrogated. Mm -hmm. So Detective Nagel now is like, hey, so we just thought we'd let you know that your brother's being questioned right now. And I just wanted to let you know that he's talking a little bit. You know, he's opening up and sharing. And so Uh hopefully your guys' stories match up the same Uh because that will be important. And at this moment... Mark's attitude changes completely. He like stiffens up. He crosses and he's like, you're talking to my brother. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, you know. And he said, so if you're talking to my brother, then that means that you're trying to pin something on me. (laughs) What? What? We did not bring up. They didn't bring up anything at all. They're just talking to him. Yeah. And seeing what he's been doing. Because in reality, if you want to be like that, you could be like, well, you guys could have both been in the same exact car next to each other. Maybe you saw her. Maybe you saw what car she was in. Maybe Uh you saw who she Uh was with. But that's the direction you decide to take. Mm -hmm. You know, so he immediately asked for a lawyer at this point. Oh, yeah. So they, you know, he lawyers up and um, he... It, they are able with probable cause to get a search warrant for his phone car and the dorm that he lives mm-hmm. in. Um, it's like it's on base housing, uh-huh. like dormitory style. And so um, he's arrested, you know, at this point. And 
um, just like he's being held under suspicion, you yeah. know, in the search warrant. So not formally charged with exa- anything. Yeah, just held yeah. Under. And he's been Mirandized. Yeah. <laughs> so they find a receipt. Like it doesn't specify if it's in the car or in his dorm, but I think it's in the car. Um, they find a receipt for. I believe it was a $220 deep detail cleaning of the inside of his interior. Uh-huh. And um, it was for February 23rd, which was one day after the public was notified that the body of Sasha Cross had been found. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So uh. there were also some mysterious red stains that um, were on the floor mat Mm -hmm. and there were a box of black nitrile gloves that were still in the car so i'm Mm -hmm. guessing he probably left it in there and if you leave stuff in there uh they'll kind of take it out clean around it and put it back back. yeah Yeah. so not throw it out mm -hmm, exactly so his phone during the search showed that he had deleted a lot of Google info. You know, if you have a Google account on your phone, you can do everything from it. You yeah. don't have to have a computer. So it, they were able to look and find that the very moment when he got back that morning from his trip to New Mexico is when he deleted it all. Mm. January 19th, the day that Sasha yeah. went missing. Uh-huh. So um, he had also deleted many text messages to Sam that were talking about the brothers and how they loved you know they mm-hmm. were yeah. yeah sorry treating the Mennonites the, the, badly yeah. and then specifically some conversations between Mark and Sam talking about how Mark was doing surveillance on the Mennonite communities mm. but mm. that could cover his story because he did tell detectives he is looking for another church yeah and he's in the military but surveillance is just a weird word to use about like I'm scoping out a new church yeah, yeah, community yeah. So, anyway, um, now investigators have decided to move on to the people that are around him. Mm-hmm. So, people that he knew in the past and people that he knows currently. So, they're interviewing one of his close friends from basic training. And, um, oh, crap, I left his name out. Sorry. <laughs> um, and... He said that he was a really good guy, um, but that he did tend to have a temper. He liked the rules and respect of the military. Mm-hmm. And so when people acted out, that bothered him. Okay. Um, but that he did remember one time there was a text message between him and a couple of their friends. Um, they were in like a chat group together because they were hoping they could get into special ops and the special ops tends to kind of people know that's the more dangerous part of the job Mm -hmm. and uh mark is quoted this is directly from a text message i would like to get paid to kill people what yeah and mark said that yes mark said this to his friends and um i found it really funny because detective nagel like she has this information she Uh has the records and she's and because he's just not playing all her cards no but he brings she brings it up first to this this guy and um uh it, <laughs> he's he's the one i'm sorry he's the one who brought it up first okay. story and she's like oh is it this and mm-hmm. she slides it and he's like huh, yep that's oh. that and she was like 
why would you not say that that was like unacceptable, you know? Yeah. And he was kind of like, well, because, you know, we're in the military. They're meaning it's the enemy, not like, you know, civilian, innocent people, blah, blah, blah. But she yeah. was like, okay. Uh-huh. Like, that's still weird. But I hate to say it, but I have. I have personally heard two separate people say shit like oh that when gosh. they go into the military. That I think some crazy. people, I think some people go into the military for the wrong reason. Yeah. So his best friend, who was the one that they had talked about going to the flea market, swap mm-hmm. me, Kemper. His name's Kemper Kept Flea. So I'll just refer to him as Kemper. Um, he says he he tells the investigators that Mark had kept a secret gun on base. Oh. But that he had given it to one of his friends for storage off base because you can't you can't keep a firearm in your dorm on base. Yeah, you can't do that. So they hunted down the friend. They were able to find him. And his name is Jeremiah Levesque. And they he they got a hold of him and he immediately gave the gun up. They Uh tested it and it was the same caliber as the bullet that killed Sasha. Uh, A 22 22 caliber. So. Right after this happened, it's crazy because it really did, like, a lot of these cases, as soon as they get going, sometimes it's amazing how fast it happens. Yeah, yeah. So right after that, Kemper calls investigators and he says that he was texted by Sam, Mark's brother, saying that um, Mark had told him that, so Mark had told Sam that Kemper would help him with some of his, would help him out with some of his possessions, so that's very, you know, a blanket yeah, yeah, term yeah. for yeah, what kind of things. Yeah, like books. You, it could exactly. Be, yeah. mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, Kemper did the right thing and he called the police immediately and let them know this. Mm-hmm. And so they agreed like, okay, let's let's go with this. Are you okay with going with this and seeing where it goes? Mm-hmm. And he agrees. So <clears throat> through the grapevine, Kemper has found out that Mark's brother, Sam, has gotten hold of Jeremiah because he still thinks that Jeremiah has the gun, even uh-huh. though the police have it already. Uh-huh. And it's trying to help his cover up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Jeremiah agrees to be um, wiretapped on his cell phone so uh-huh. that they can listen to the phone call um, that they're going to have soon. Mm-hmm. This phone call comes in and Sam is, uh, there was a text message. I'm sorry. First of Sam telling Jeremiah like, Okay, if you don't want to keep the gun, I guess I'll handle it. Uh Uh-huh. You know, but you could tell he was like tentative, but he was Mm -hmm. still going to do it. So this is the phone call and Sam is traveling to Arizona. So he wants to get the gun so the police can't get it because Sam Mm -hmm. still lives back home in Wisconsin. Yeah. So that's a drive. That's a drive. It really is. It's like almost cross country. That is a drive to get a gun to cover up for (laughs) For your brother. brother. Mm -hmm. So Jeremiah agreed that they'll you know they'll get together and they're gonna hand off this gun so jeremiah has a replica and they move in there's this police footage of it in this video that i watched and their police are waiting they're watching um sam walks over gets out of his truck goes over to jeremiah's vehicle they just immediately pass it off and as he's walking back sam is walking back to his vehicle you know the police immediately Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm zoom in because in theory they could be like you have a gun like you can't just hand off a gun like that in a target parking lot like it looked like a gas station target or something it was weird so he sam is immediately arrested for this Mm -hmm. um detective troy short 
is the one that had interrogated Sam in Wisconsin. Mm. And so now he's back and he's with him again. And uh, he talks to Sam about the super long conversation Mm -hmm. that him and his brother had that morning. Um, The gun. Why are you covering up for Mark? Yeah. And he sits there he's handcuffed and he sits there in his chair and he's just like listening and nodding and stuff but in the end he relays the same thing over and over again he's just saying that um he's not going to say anything because he says i don't feel that you have my best interests in mind Mm. and so um he you know he's under arrest but he has not asked for a lawyer yet Mm -hmm. but he doesn't he's not saying anything anyway Okay. And um, so he has been one of the lies that now um, Detective Short is letting him know is like, dude, when I talked to you, I'd asked you if Mark had any weapons or any guns or anything like that. And you said, nope. Mm-hmm. And there were so many pictures directly from his dorm room of like dozens of weapons oh. like the, you know the gun was not there the box was the, mm-hmm. the gun box that looks like our microphone boxes oh, yeah. is very similar um but just like a million different like hand weapons of mm. like so knives many weird and- knives they were strange looking yeah it was really interesting so Hmm. Um, after, you know, Sam doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. So he's arrested and um, booked for like, you know, tampering and obstruction, uh-huh. obstruction like that. Justice, mm-hmm. yeah. And then um, I think he did get some kind of probably I would imagine a weapons charge because that wasn't his gun. Yada, yada. That's not. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm not sure, but I don't think so. So at this point now, Detective Nagel is uh, going into Uh, Mark's past and he's talking to people that he knew back then Uh he speaks she's talking to um, his pastor back home in Wisconsin his name is James Martin and he said that unfortunately nobody in his Mennonite community back home was surprised that he got arrested for Mm -hmm. anything because all he did back then was he was involved in several church robberies. What? Um, yes. And uh, the uh, pastor, Martin, sorry. <laughs> I was trying to look back at his name. He talked about how uh, Mark liked to take revenge on people. <sighs> he didn't go into detail about that, but that was just enough, you know. Yeah. And when he would get mad, um, he would like stalk around town and like check out what he could steal yeah um and he did uh-huh and he still kept those belongings they were in um in his dorm in his dorm what? they were yeah it's weird like all these women's rings they seemed oh pretty gosh. quite pretty for being like more of a modest community yeah yeah but maybe they were wedding rings so that was like yeah. maybe an um like an investment for the mm-hmm. family that was like something you had in case i don't know yeah. they were really beautiful actually but yeah he had all this there's like photo evidence of these things in his room that just didn't match up there's no reason yeah, yeah. you should have that many uh-huh. so um so what ended up happening? You remember how Mark said, oh, yeah, we left the church when my parents, well, I left when my parents left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His guess. family left the church because the church wanted to punish him in their own way. Oh. And they were like, you're not going to punish our precious baby child boy. And yeah. they left the church. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, so he had moved apparently after this to a Mennonite community in Pennsylvania where he had been accused of stealing money from the local parishioners. And when they had all gathered together with like their church elder and confronted him about it, conveniently after this, every single one of the people who had accused him of stealing money from them, their car stopped working. Oh, (laughs) and when they were checked, there was um, sand in the like the gas pan. Uh So that means that's what he put sand sand in in their engine in their gas tank. Mm hmm. Allegedly. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Process of elimination here. So he had also allegedly robbed the pastor's family store. They had like the general store Uh in the area. Um, And but of course, what have we mentioned in several episodes about those good old security cameras? They weren't working or it was bad. The memory card was stolen. Oh, oh. (laughs) Yeah. So the memory card was stolen from all of their security cameras these videos were found on Mark's phone. Oh, of course they were. And it definitely looks like Mark was the one stealing. And it mm-hmm. definitely looked like his car was the car in the parking lot. Yeah. Why <laughs> would you keep all the evidence? It's so Seriously, weird to me. It's, it's so... It's, it's one of those dumb criminals. It's exactly. And it's like, you want to just keep remember because the thing was it had nothing to do with money he just stole because he just was because. a jerk yeah and he wanted to keep it and be like hey, hey i stole that from little susan asshole or whatever uh-huh. he's thinking because he's mad yeah and because you know they said he had a temper so um <clears throat> one of the other things that they had found on his phone during their you know search of his phone mm-hmm. was there was also texts of from sam asking to remotely wipe a close friend's phone asking him like hey do you have um so-and-so's pin number and um this was a friend of his that he used to commit crimes with i'm sorry Mm -hmm. like they used to rob people together and he was like i don't believe that he deleted the text messages so this leads to maybe sam being a little bit more technologically inclined to Mm -hmm. have helped like maybe hide um computer evidence yeah um two brothers that were back home in pennsylvania in that community he lived in for a little while um oh no you know what i'm sorry i think they were from wisconsin it was like 1.30 in the morning. I, it was late. If you check the Instagram, you saw me hee-hawing because I wrote wrong because I'm so tired. Um, so two brothers, Andrew and Galen Headings, were interviewed. And um, Andrew was apparently kind of threatened. He felt threatened is the better the better way to word it. He mm-hmm. felt threatened um, after he had asked Mark if Mark had stole money from him. And at another point in their life, um, Galen had said that Mark had one time, uh, he had, Mark had said that one time he had sexually assaulted a little girl that his sister was babysitting. What? Um, and he said that he was like maybe 10 to 13 years old when he did it. Oh, wow. So it's like, that's old enough to know. Oh, there's yeah. no business to be touching or yeah, playing yeah. doctor. It's gross. So. Um, and this does not say, I'm not sure if like they were older and Mark had told Galen like, oh, it was around when I was 10 or 13 or when they were 10 and Uh 13 is around then is when he had said it. It didn't say. So 
they don't have a lot, but they know they have enough. Mm-hmm. Mark's trial is set for September 24th, 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, by January of 2022, so just last year, mm-hmm. um, Mark was found guilty of kidnapping and first degree murder. And um, he got life. Okay. Sam pleaded guilty. I hate saying that. It just sounds wrong. Pled. I'm like, why mm-hmm. isn't it pled? Sam pleaded guilty for, you know, the covering up and the obstruction. Um, I, the thing is, it does not say, and they did not tell us if Sam actually knew he killed her. Mm. It doesn't say. Maybe he just knew he did some sort of a crime. And, and he was just trying to help him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, a lot of talking to not like I tell know. your brother that you mm-hmm. messed up or whatever. But because he helped, he only got three years probation. Uh. Um. To my knowledge from all the articles I read and the interview, he never admitted to it. Mm. They have no idea how he kidnapped her. Like, why were her by the gun? Yeah, but like, Like they didn't know. Like, was it exactly? They don't know. He never said. Mm -hmm. And um, there was no evidence of sexual assault that they said. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking the panty thing. They never found underwear. There huh. weren't underwear in his room. Maybe they left that out for her privacy. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm guessing because of the community, maybe he just did to humiliate her. Yeah. Like just, you know, take off your underwear because like she would probably think something was going to happen. Yeah. Who knows? We really don't know. Wow. The most sad part about it is that um, Sasha and the whole Mennonite community forgave him <sighs> immediately for what he did. And they said that they were going to continue to pray for him and the hope that he would uh, reconcile. Uh-huh. So as we've done once before, um, I'm going to leave it on a nicer note. Her family, they didn't come to the trial. They were in Texas. What would it, you know, it, what, yeah. it wouldn't uh, solve it anything. It wouldn't yeah. have done anything. So they wrote a letter to be read. And um, they said that, Sasha was a good sister. She was very smart. She learned to read really early. She was very conscientious and determined, strong-willed, and was confident in a way that her sisters found her to be bossy. Mm -hmm. But they showed some pictures of her life, and the picture that I will put on Instagram is one of them. It's just the cutest. It's her reading to her little preschool class. That's so cute. Poor Sasha. So sad. Wow. Like all yeah. of these are so it sad. Sounds like it was probably just, just he was just random. Angry. Yep. He yeah. just literally went angry see who it. he could get. It was nighttime and that was the easiest way to yeah. make it happen. Wow. I think he just got lucky that he was probably just hanging out and like whoever and she comes was just first by herself and she was and just there. Just came first. It was heartbreaking, yeah. Wow. And like it's just crazy. And then you're like, what happened to that kid? Like what happened to him? I mean, nature versus nurture, but like Still, he seemed very touchy about the church. Yeah. And the thing is, one of the things he brought up during the inter- the interrogation by Detective Nagel, she asks him, um, like, what do you think should happen to the person, like whoever did this? Mm. And he kind of like pauses and he's sort of like, Ooh, well, um, you know, like, I don't know. And uh. he's like, I guess they should, you know, get you know have to answer to the his words were like he they should have to answer to the law but then he was like but 
this is the weirdest thing. You have to watch it. The link is there. <laughs> okay. It's long, but like you have to watch it. Just anybody go watch mm-hmm. it. And he's like, well, but I don't know. Maybe the Mennonite community has like a different way of handling things. Well, of course he would know because uh-huh. he was about to get punished back in the day. Uh-huh. And the thing is, is my brain immediately goes to, I know some religions, like again, personally that have done cover ups for things that were mm-hmm. inappropriate. What if they did too? Uh-huh. Like, what if something happened to him and then yeah. he perpetuated maybe that sexual abuse? It's not okay, no, but no. nobody knows why. And when he was fidgeting and acting uncomfortable and angry, like the thing is, if you're robbing people and you're an asshole, you're probably not going to like be uncomfortable. You're going to be like, hey. inside, you're just going to be like, yeah. they got what they deserve. Yeah. He seemed very uncomfortable from the initial mentioning of his old faith. Yeah. So I just wonder. Yeah, it's no answers, and I hate it. Uh, I know, I hate oh, I'm it. I'm sorry, too. maybe but that's why it was just so crazy. Because I read it, and I was like, "How did I not hear about this at all?" Yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't think I've heard about it, and that was very mm-hmm. recent. So, yeah, wow. well, good job. That was, that was very a recent. Lot. Yeah, that was a lot. And Usually, whenever it's like recent, it's like, "Oh, they're going to be on parole this year, or next year, or last year." You know, yeah, whatever. I really, I was so surprised because I was like, "Oh my god, this really did just like." Just, just got happened. sentenced last winter yeah that is crazy we are at 805 <gasps> oh my goodness thank you all for listening we've yes. been checking kind of regularly and and we, we went can... from like 16 view listens in a week to 46 like in a day yeah <laughs> i know it's probably all the people catching up because we we've been good on releasing every tuesday we are good and we're gonna so keep going we are so keep listening because <laughs> We will keep bringing it every week. So with that, stay crafty and not cry me. Bye. Bye.